68 verse number 11 says, The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of those that published it. Praise the Lord. God gave the word, and great was the company of those that published it. You can look at that um, last part of it in two ways. The first is to say that if you do not do it yourself, somebody will. So, make it your personal responsibility to spread the gospel. It is just to say there are as many people that are ready and willing to do the work that um, God called you to do, that he wants us to do. So us being children in the house, having been entrusted with such a responsibility, it's like if you have your own son and you know some parents do that and they don't see anything wrong with it they think they are helping their children they would rather call a child from next door to send them to do something when their own children are here and not doing anything I don't think that is um, that is um, right. I don't, you know. It is not. It is not helping them. It doesn't create the right impression, even about the parents themselves. The parents themselves. It is not. Uh, it is not good. So you, you do not want to um, be a child in the house and not be carrying any of your responsibilities, one of which is to spread the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He called us, gave us a mandate, go ye therefore into the world and preach this gospel to every living, breathing creature. If there are no people to preach to, you can preach to the stones. You can preach to the trees. You can preach and not necessarily be um, um, directing your, um, your teaching to any particular individual. You know, that is why I, I, I so much admire sometimes those people that you still find standing in the robots preaching. And nobody is standing, but he is preaching. He's, he's, um, he's, he's screaming and, and he's reading scriptures. He's, uh, you know, saying prophetic words and, and maybe there and then somebody just passing by something caught their attention 
and they receive a word for their situation or something that they may have been struggling with. And that is the essence of it. Because it is not always that you will find such an opportune time. To this, God has his people everywhere. God has his people everywhere. Even where you may be thinking that if I dare open my mouth there, I'll be dead. You'll be amazed that 80% of those very people that you're thinking that they don't want to hear the gospel, they will be more than ready to listen to you, to hear the message that you have to share with them. Sometimes we've so much become accustomed to just being in a comfort zone that we don't want to go out there and even try. You know, sometimes you, you get to be you get to be challenged, you know. You just send an email to somebody and uh, innocently so, it is, uh, you know, in the course of just, you know, um, um, doing your business. And uh, that person responds that, the only response just says, God bless you. May God continue to increase and to multiply the fruits of your righteousness. I didn't know how this man knew that I would, I would, I would accept what he had said, but at the end of the day, he had said what he had to say. Simple as it is, God bless you. I, I, I was communicating an instruction that has to do with the work that I do. And uh, many a times an opportunity arises for us to, you know, um, um, really get to, you know, um, share what we have. Be very quick to do so. Don't be like those people who want to wait until everybody has spoken. And by the time they are raising their hand, even the demons have already declared that we are here. Then they will oppress you even more. You will now be thinking, if the demons have already, <laughs> already declared themselves that we are also, you know, present, in your presence, you, 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 <laughs> I can imagine what will happen if you really are going to, Israel. I, I was so amazed, um, I, I met, I, I, I usually, you know, um, um, you know talk to, um, friends and, 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 and people that sometimes we meet in the course of doing business. So I, I had a lunch with a colleague this last week. I've been working with this man for um, quite some time. And it never really okay that we get to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So we sat down and we were talking and I'm, I'm sharing with him, you know, we are, we are, are, are ministers with my wife. We, there's a church that we are uh, 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 heading in primrose and everything and um, he started sharing with me his testimonies that uh, he's um, himself also a minister and um, he has um, a ministry that he is usually helping men you know mostly uh, that is just where he he really is um, you know focused and um, for some reason, he, he knew 
the the family um, um, some of the family members that I didn't even know that he would know because first of all he's not he's not born where I was born he's, he's somebody who's here in Jobek in the course of us having a conversation a name comes up I'm asking how do you know those people and he started explaining no they used to go to this church and uh, years ago they were very much involved in the work of the ministry and these are people who are now you know in the dignitary um, um, uh, position who are assistant to the pastors and everything it happened to be my cousin and uh, and the, the family and uh, it was so very interesting because i've known this man for quite some time and uh, he shared with me his testimonies including the fact that he was born in church and he's still ministering even today and uh, I, I really I, I was really and I said to him it can only be by the spirit he he ended up becoming a, a close friend is now you know by the end of it, we were more a family that we didn't know we are that related. And I suppose it was, it was um, primarily because we are, we are, you know, um, um, in the kingdom. Um, apart from us having been related somehow in the background, but I think the very fact that we were, we were talking the same language, we were talking about how do we advance the kingdom why is it that there are so many challenges what are the things that we ought to be doing as men for men and have men to speak because many times men especially are the ones that uh, you know are, are somewhat you know um ashamed maybe um or they don't have the courage to speak um, or uh, somehow, you know, somebody said there's a, there's, a, there's a demon that is attacking men. I don't know how true that is. That, that, that is driving men away from churches. And I think that discussion came about when we were discussing about, um, he was talking about why mostly you find in as many churches, there will always be more women than men. And... Uh, we went back even to the Bible days. I was trying to say to him, no, it was always like that in the Bible days. Go and find out how many women were followers of Jesus Christ himself. In as much as there may not be as many that are mentioned along the, alongside the disciples, there were as many, as many women. After all, even the person who saw him after he had risen was uh, a woman. And that there was a reason why it was a woman. If it was a man, he was going to hide and not talk to anybody about it. He would have said, I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost. So the message would not have spread the way that it spread. So it's... <laughs> no, that is not saying women talks a lot. They are just the carriers of the vision. They are, <laughs> they are the dispensers of the good news. So, so... So, so there's a difference, you know, in just talking a lot and not really being relevant as opposed to saying things that are so very important. You can imagine after that experience, what I was going through, 
Mary's uh, mind, what was going through her mind, what was, what was she thinking? Is anybody going to believe me even? Is anybody, even after she told the disciples they were probably not even believing her, you know, in the first instance until they saw him themselves. And uh, at the end of the day, she carried, she carried the, the message. She has done her part. It, 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 it has made such a, a huge difference. I, I so much believe. So, um, um, you know, the reason I'm really, you know, I'm saying this to say that oftentimes there's always an opportunity to um, um, really express your, your belief, your uh, being a, a Christian and, and um, be able to stand for the gospel not be intimidated, not be silenced, not be left to be the last one to speak, not to think that what you know is not good enough that you can share it with the next person. Perhaps they may look like they are in a well-off, but at the end of the day, they, they need Christ. No matter how rich a man is, no matter how, how, how successful they seem to be, they need Christ. I'm thinking of another experience when we used to still be doing the the reach out in the in the in the, in the church where we, we we were, and this other time we were parked by the garage, and this one guy comes, he parks his big beautiful Mercedes Benz there, and everybody is like, "Who's going to talk to that man? What are you going to say to him?" <laughs> I mean, one of these youngsters, I think it was Mukundi even. I'm going to talk to that man about Christ. I just go, you know, oh, are you born again? Do you know Christ, you know? And then I start, and the conversation seems to have flowed, you know, because he stood there quite a while. I mean, that man somehow was very interested and he paid attention and he took the, the flyers and the materials. He didn't throw it away. He took it. Who knows that that, that changed his life for good? Uh, who knows that, that that was just the one thing he needed? He might have looked like he had everything as he needed but at the end of the day there was still this void and this emptiness in his heart that only god could feel and he was able to receive the word of god and make such a difference and look at the numbers sometimes you know they say numbers don't lie sometimes maybe we think that oh maybe we've done enough that there's so many there's no longer there's too few people that are left to 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 to, to preach to and that's not true in this entire world, there's about 8 billion people. Of the 8 billion people, only 30% are Christians. Even of the 30%, who of those are real Christians? Some of those are just orthodox and traditional, traditional Christians who supposedly are Christians and they are, they are, they are, they are counted within that 30%. But of the 30%, who, who are real Christians? Really? 70% of the people, they still need Jesus. 70% is Muslims and the rest. That says there's still a lot of work to be done. It's just to say that maybe 7 out of every 10 people you meet in the street, they're not born again. Out of every 10 people you meet. That is how important this thing is. And, and that, that should say that this is something that we really need to take very seriously. Because the end will not come until this gospel is preached in every nation. 
until everybody is heard the word of God. It will not happen. That is the one reason why rapture is no is nowhere near. I don't know any anybody was saying COVID is the end where they had that from. But we still have a message. We still have the way to preach. This gospel must be preached to every nation and, and then the end will come. The Bible says. So we still have such a huge responsibility. So the assumption that even you know everybody who may say that okay, I, I know I know Christ, so I'm born again. You don't just assume that they 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 know the Christ that you know. Preach to that. I talked to you about a woman who was preaching to us in as much as she was preaching her own gospel, but she was preaching what she believed in, and passionately so. She was very convinced. She, she would convince anybody who doesn't really understand anything about Christ. Because people, the fact of the matter is, people are hungry for the word of God. That is why most of the time it becomes very easy for, for them to believe anything they hear that sounds like the truth, that sounds like it is a gospel. And, and you find that sometimes in the process they are being misled. So partly we can as well say that it is perhaps us who are, you know, becoming complacent with the word of God. And, and, and maybe we, we feel that, you know, um, there is no need to continue to um, um, uh, win people to, to Christ, to to win souls, to lead more people to Christ. There are still as many people, believe you me. Even if I was just to think about, just think about the people that you have in your, on your phone. Just start there. Just, just wake up one day and just say, I'm going to send a, a scripture to 10 of the people that, just the first 10 names that come. It doesn't matter where they're from. And, and hear how they respond. Some of them it will be an opportunity just to, you know, um, change their life, change their life for good. That they had something that is so very important. So, irrespective of um, the, the situation or the circumstance, the Bible says you must preach the gospel in season and out of season. It doesn't matter what the, the circumstances, the circumstances are. We ought to always be more than ready to be able to preach this, um, this gospel and understand that it is our responsibility now. Take it that it is the responsibility now you yourself um, has, um, um, uh, you know, uh, it is now entrusted to you the same way that, that Christ had the, you know, carry that responsibility. Just, just think about it that way. You want to just, um, um, you know, be uh, thinking as though every, everything that is happening around you is, is so very dependent on what you say, on the message that you, you carry and the prayers that you pray. If you come to that um, um, realization or that understanding, you will not be silenced. You will not. You will not 
um, um, be quiet under any circumstances. Let me read you Acts 18 verses 9 to 11. Now, the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, he said, but speak and do not keep silent. For I am with you and no one will attack you to hurt you. For I have many people in this city. He says, do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent. Do not keep silent. He says, I am with you the same way that I was with Paul. I am with you. You do not have to be afraid. What is it I'm going to say? Or if people will listen to you, that is not your responsibility. It is his responsibility. You speak. You, you are just a vessel. You just uh, uh, echoing what he wants to express through you. So it's no point even having to think, what am I going to say to them? You, you only need just to allow yourself to be, to be a vessel, to, to, uh, to be an instrument that he can use to convey such a message. The good thing is, you know, by the time you are, you are approaching that one man or a woman, the Holy Spirit has already prepared their hearts. They already, he has already gone ahead of you. He, is, he has already spoken um, to them. He has already, and that is what he does. He says, I'll, 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 I'll put words in your mouth. I'll, 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 I'll put words. You need not to have to, to worry what is it that you're going to say. He, he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't be an advocate for no reason. Not even advocate, you don't even have to, to, to go and argue your case. He, he speaks on your behalf. He, he, he talks. He talks your mind. He, he expresses himself. He, 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 he should, if, if, if he really knows what he's doing, he should, he should be in a position to even speak for you better than you would your son. That is what he's supposed to do. That he expresses and, and echoes your message in a manner that maybe you may not have carried it as good. And, and that is what makes... Um, um, a, a difference. So you need to always be mindful of such and know that he is with you. There's no one who attack you, let alone in this country. Not for preaching the gospel. There's no one who will harm you for that matter. He says, I have as many people in this city. Those that you may be thinking that they don't pray, they are praying in the night. Those that you may be thinking that they may be um, they are not going to agree with what you may want to say to them. They are more than, they are more than ready. They are, they are hungry to hear what the Lord wants to say to them. And that is what will help you uh, to be able to make um, the, the, the intended impact with the Word of God. So it is our responsibility to expand the kingdom. To be able to um, um, the more you are the more you're sharing the word of God, the more people's lives are changed for the better. So that is one good reason 
to preach the gospel, to be able to help people improve their lives. It is a good news. Anybody can do with some good news. If we saw, if we saw convinced that the gospel, this gospel is indeed the good news, any one of us can do with some good news. Any, anyone, every individual, every single one of us wants to hear. So, it is an opportunity for you to touch a life, to change somebody's situation, to change the course of the direction that they are taking in their life, to help them become a better person, get them out of, the, out of darkness into his marvelous life. And in the process, you are growing yourself. So if you know that there is growth in you helping the next person, you'd want to, you want to continue doing it. The more people you, the more you water others, the more you're being watered yourself. The more you are taking care of God's business, the more he takes care of your own. The more God wants to, you know, um, uh, just continue to bless you. Because God sees your heart. If your heart is in his people, God will so bless you. He would, he would just want to lavish you with gifts. He would just want to demonstrate his power at work in your life every single day. It is, that, is, that is the honest truth. That is why sometimes even a man who is an unbeliever, who is passionate about helping people, they tend to be very successful. Because their hearts, they're helping even God's people. But there comes a point when, when, when us as Christians, we now become the source of help for others than accepting money or help from sinners. It is, it, is, it is true that they will heap up to give to the one who's good before God. But I think if things were to turn around and we are to go out and be happy, be the help, that people are looking for. That is what will make such a big difference. But the problem, um, you know, is that many a times when we are talking about the kingdom of God, it seems that it is now more in weight than, you know, um, um, demonstrating it, than demonstrating its power. It is now something that seems we, 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 are, we, are, we are now used to just to say, you know, you need to give your life to Christ, receive your salvation, and um, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and um, God will bless you. We don't go beyond that to can also demonstrate the power of God working, because they need to see it working. In order for them to see that every child who's growing in the house, many times they learn to see the things you're doing and they they tend to want to do the very things and they they grow in doing it and and it becomes you know um, you know engraved in their hearts that it is not something that would be easy for them to you know to can forget down the road. And that is what we need to always be mindful of so the quicker the more we preach this gospel 
the sooner the end will come. Unless if we're not really ready ourselves. You know when you... <laughs> if you were to say to somebody, he's coming tomorrow. Ah, ah but Lord, I was still thinking I'm going to... I, I, I was waiting for my promotion. I mean, this timing is just not good. What about, what about, what about the, the marriage that you promised me? What about, what about the children I, I need? You know, suddenly there are so many reasons. <laughs> suddenly there are so many reasons why we don't want to go now, but, but we are looking forward to it. <laughs> that is just... Um, um, the one um, um, area where we, we need to always, I mean, it, it read in Matthew twenty four fourteen. it says, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. That's what it said. It must be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. So, if you are really looking forward to that life, <laughs> you know, you want to get as many people to, um, to know Christ. And, and, and that work is uh, it's, it's so... There's, uh, there's, there's so much to be done. There's so much to be done. We, we, we mustn't be too relaxed. We, we, we mustn't, you know, conduct ourselves as though, um, you know, we've arrived, we're now there, and everybody just, just tends to relax. If you read in the book of Acts from the beginning and, and see what um, Paul was going through in those days in as much as he, 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 he was preaching the gospel under such difficult um, um, conditions, being persecuted and um, being threatened and sometimes these people will be, will be beaten and, and, and they'll be excited that they were whipped for Christ. They'll be imprisoned for no reason. They'll, they'll go through all those things and be, um, uh, be mocked and, 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 and all manner of things. So we, we really have a, an opportunity we need to use that will have to change the world around us in, 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 in our own way. If we so desire that this is what we hear, to do. Have you ever thought what would this world be like if everybody was born again? What would it be like if everybody knew Christ? I would I can I can I can only imagine how how things would have been. I don't I I I, I could not think that we'll we'll be having the challenges that we are having today. Many times, these problems that we see, these are man-made problems. It's created by man. You know, in every, in every part of this globe, God has deposited enough resources for every individual 
There is more resources than the other people themselves. But you look at what is happening in some of these countries. It is shameful. It is really, it is really not desirable. But it's all, it, it's greediness. It's, it's people who, who don't want to share, who wants everything for themselves, and, 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 and they do so at the expense of their own people. And they see people suffering and in the meantime, they themselves are, 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 are living such uh, um, um, expensive lives and, and it doesn't seem to bother the money. And, and that is where sometimes we, we, we also need to be very careful when, when it comes to who we choose to be our leaders. Who, who, who we choose, who, who, who are the people that you really believe that they will have the interest of, 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 of the gospel at heart and they will, they will make the, the right decisions they, they will make decisions that will you know create such a, an enabling environment for the gospel to thrive for us to reach as many people to be able to um, do our part and, and, and play the role that we're supposed to in, in our own communities so that is what you need to understand so it is your responsibility to have others to discover their inheritance in Christ. Ephesians 3. I'll read you just verses 6 and uh, 7. It says, This mystery, this mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel through this gospel. The Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members of one body, and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. You and I. He says here, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. They are members together of one body and shares the sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. And that is good enough to, to help somebody, to lead somebody to Christ, to be able to help them, to help them walk in accordance with the promises that God has made for them. Help them discover their promises and the inheritance that they have in Christ. They may not come to know unless and until such time that you you have them yourself. Then it says here in verse 7, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. And that is just the honest truth. It says, it is not by my own ability. I am what I am because of his grace. This says that, it says here, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. And that is the same power that is at work in your life today. So, you need to become a true servant of this gospel because of his grace. Be able to demonstrate the power of God working in your life because that is the same grace that you have received yourself. Use if 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 you don't believe that what you may 
what you what you have is is um, good enough to share. You can use your circumstances and even the challenges you are going through yourself to advance the gospel. So you're not necessarily complaining to the next person. You are just sharing with them your testimony. You are using your circumstances. Even your sufferings must be to the glory of God. When you learn to get to a point where you are able to share such a difficult situation or circumstance and, and still stand your faith and be believing that this, this, this too shall pass. It is, just, it is just only a mirage. It's just for a time being. You, you don't want to observe lying vanities. The Bible says those that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercies. So, do not observe lying vanities. It is your responsibility to be quick to be able to use that opportunity. No matter how difficult the circumstances, no matter how challenging it is, use it to glorify God. Share it, it be a testimony to the next person. Philippians 1, 12, it says here, Now, I want you to know, brethren, that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel. Amen. So I want you to know that no matter the circumstances, it says it has turned out for the greater progress of the gospel. It is what will help to get you to, to overcome what you may have perceived being a challenge that you are thinking that maybe it is too, it is too much for you. But when you learn to use that to be able to advance the gospel or to, to share it as a testimony to the next person. It will help you overcome that particular challenge. And before you know, you are now, you are now um, uh, advancing, you are now increasing, you are now growing, you are now making progress. Because every, every, every um, um, opportunity that you are able to apply um, or use your faith and, and you overcome, you have now grown. You now, you now believing your faith. You now able to stand your ground. You know that this thing that you have is, is, is something that you can depend on. It, it is something that works and you can use it under every circumstances. So be able to do so. Also, you must use the gospel to create opportunities, not only for yourself, but also for those around you. You know, if you use the word of God um, correctly, correctly so, there is endless possibilities, opportunities that you create. And, and that is why sometimes, even in your praying, you want just to pray to God that he gives you the ability to identify opportunities and you can use them. Be able to use the word of God and the gospel to create opportunities, not only for yourself, but also for those around you. Colossians 4.3 says that pray at the same time for us as well, that God will open to us a door for the word so that we may speak for the mystery of Christ, for which I have also been 
imprisoned. It is your responsibility. God will always, you know, when you when you learn to um, 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 use to pray such a prayer, and you you allow God just to um, open up your spiritual eyes and help you see such endless possibilities and opportunities around you. You'll be amazed what you you can you can be able to do with the gospel that you have already. So it is something that must help you also to remain in the faith. So the more you preach, the more you yourself are convinced that this thing is true. The more you stand by it, the more you are able to take advantage of it yourself. So your faith is 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 increasing. It is it is it is now um, you know um, um, uh, growing and and you are at a level where you've so much now you know gotten used to um, 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 uh, taking advantage of it and 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 see the the results that you desire to see. That is that is that is what faith ought to do for you. And and the, the honest truth is that it always times where there are challenges. Because sometimes if there isn't such, you may get to you may not get to know what you have. You may not get to know what you have. I'm not ashamed to say to anybody that I I honestly do not believe that I would I would have made progress I've made had I not known Christ. I don't honestly believe that I'll be where I am today had it not been for his grace. I do not honestly believe. And that is the honest truth. It is by his grace. It is available. Grace is something that is freely available and unmerited favor. It is that is that is that is the one um, um, conviction that I have that I I I am what I am because of his grace. And the, the truth is, you will not you will not have brought you this far only to leave you. You got to have that belief. You got to understand. He wants to sustain you with the with the with the word of God, with the gospel. So I understand how important it is for you to continue preaching it in a manner that will help you to also take advantage of it always. Philippians 1.27 says, Only conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. That will bring about such um, unity. And, and uh, everybody understands that we are all striving towards the same objective, towards the same goal, and start praying the same prayers at the same time. And, and, and in the process, have others along the way. That is the one responsibility that you must never neglect. Sometimes it is just the small things that we do every day that make such a huge difference, even in somebody else's life. Then when you are to think that I need to, I need to wait for the right opportunity before I I share um, 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 my uh, testimonies or the word of God with the next person. So help others always also to obey and glorify God and be able to use what they have so that they can also grow. The more people you grow, the more successful you become. The more the true measure of your own prosperity is 
how many people you have impacted, that you have influence, that you have helped, that you are able to sometimes make such a sacrifice because you know how important it is to you. That is what sometimes you must think of to say that I'm, you know, at that time, you're challenging even your faith. Have you, have you ever gotten to a point where you, you, you only have maybe the last hundred rand, but, but here's somebody that you, you so believe, he needs it more than you do. And you let go. You say, I'll, 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 I'll help you anyway. I'm trusting that, uh, you know, God is going to um, use that opportunity to be able to do something special in my life. You just, you, you've just, you've just provoked um, 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 such a flow without you even being aware. Sometimes it just takes you to do something, um, you know, out of your own heart and not having even had to wait for somebody to uh, to come and, 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 and beg for help or anything like that. Because that is not what is in, it is it is written. Yes, we need to have compassion. We need to be compassionate. We need to be able to, you know, help others. And, and, and that's where sometimes I, I like these young people because, you know, they are very quick to give some time. And the answer will be when you're asking, oh, but why are you giving the one apple that you have? My father will give you another one. Or my father has many apples in the house. He, is not, he doesn't think twice about it. Even if he didn't see them. Oh, my father has a lot of apples. They know. They, they will just, they just say, maybe at the time there's nothing. And before you know, they, 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 there's a truck load of apples. <laughs> I had a testimony. I think it was Smith Ugiusworth who said something like that. That they went to the neighbor's. They didn't have food for days. And he was praying and believing God for a miracle. He said, we went to the neighbors. It happens to be around dinner time. And he went with the whole family, the, the wife, the children, and everybody. And when they sit around there and they were offering them food, he says, no, we're okay. We've eaten already. In the meantime, the, the wife, she became mad at, her, at him. How can you say we've eaten when you know there's not even anything in the house? And there and then, after they left, they get to their own house, and uh, they couldn't even open the door to the kitchen because suddenly there were there were groceries everywhere. How it came, how how that happened, and at, at the same time when when they were you know not even able to accept anything from 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 their neighbor, that is. That is uh, just a miracle. It, it, it is just something that you, you, may, you, may, you may struggle to understand. I mean, this man didn't go out to, um, you know, um, try and, 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 and beg or ask everybody to have for that matter. In the process, he was just believing God and he maintained his conversion. When you're saying there's bread to eat when you know there's no bread in front of you, that is, that is a faith that is very stubborn. And that is not being uh, ignorant. I, it is just sometimes what you need to learn to do to be able to um, turn the situation around. 
no matter how hard the circumstances are. Why would you say he called for things that don't exist as if they existed? You don't speak to just the empty table and be crying that there's nothing to eat. You, you want to call for things that do not exist. What you are desiring to see, to see, to be able to, to, to become. And before you know, that is what you're going to see. That is, that is what matters. Because what you see is what you get. Before you even see it with your own physical eyes, you would have seen in, in the spirit that this is what the Lord wants to do. But I, I, I think I said this the other time. That sometimes we, we, we have a tendency to cancel a blessing by accepting help that is not necessary. Because after that help come, you may think that that was really all that was needed. And somebody may even stop praying for that matter. For something that would have been so very important for them at a, at a time that is very critical. It is not to say that you, you, you cannot accept help. But know what which have what have to, to to accept and when to stand your faith, when to keep believing God for a miracle. Because what may seem to be a miracle now may not necessarily be what God was intending or what He had had planned for you. So it is very important for us to always be alert spiritually and have that ability to be able to say what um, um you know, what we desire to see. I said here that preaching the gospel is also a catalyst for prosperity and progress. It, it makes you progress quicker in life. You're not preaching it because uh, it is nice or because you have everything that you have. But can you imagine when you're preaching to somebody who doesn't have anything and suddenly they're coming to share a testimony that they were able to receive such a, a, a miracle because of what you have said to them. Zechariah 1.17 says, Again proclaim, saying, That says the Lord of hosts. He says, My cities will again overflow with prosperity, and the Lord will again comfort Zion, and again choose Jerusalem. So make use of this opportunity to quicken your progress, to advance quicker. Advancing is not just moving uh, in any direction. You move forward purposefully so. Purposefully so, strategically so. It is something that you must know. This is a move that uh, it can only be because you know God, because he is with you. You, you advance Amen. by the power of the Holy Ghost. It is not just a change of position um, from A to B. It's advancement. You, you want to advance. You want to move by the Spirit. You want to heed the, 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 the voice, His voice, and be able to, to make that move at the appropriate time. And God will help you to continue to advance and continue providing such answers where their questions be the solution to the challenges that others are going through today. You are able to provide that, that leadership and become that beacon of hope others are looking up to. Where there's light, everyone will want to be there. We don't say that you are the light, you are the light of this world. 
a city that is located on top of the hill, it cannot be hidden. You are that city that is located at the top of the hill that cannot be hidden. He says there's no one who light a candle that put it under the table. You want to put it on top so everybody in the room may be able to see. Continue being the light of this world and be the salt of this earth. Be the salt of this earth. Be able to, to, to continue making such decisions by the power of the Holy Ghost. You continue to advance and move forward. There is yet so much land to be possessed. There is yet so much land to be possessed. And the Lord is saying to you that this is an opportune time for you to move forward. It is an opportune time for you to make that one step of faith, to be able to move from where you are to the next and higher level of glory, to the next and higher level of grace, to the next and higher level of prosperity and continue advancing. He says you have been in this mountain for too long. It is time for you to move. It is time for you to continue to advance, to make progress, to move forward by the anointing of the Spirit of God. He has equipped you enough. He has anointed you to preach the gospel. And the gospel will continue to spread because of you. Be an instrument in, you, in his hands. You are an instrument in his hands. Your hands are his extension. That God will continue to reach as many people because of you. You continue to spread to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west, to every direction. He said there are as many people in this city who will agree with you. There are as many people that are waiting and listening to hear from you. There are as many people that God has called and directed purposefully on your path. Says the north is giving them up and the south cannot hold them any longer. They are coming from every direction. Young and old, men and women, those who are in influential position, decision makers in their own right. Those are the people that God is directing to you today with a purpose, with a purpose. In order for you to progress quicker in this land, to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that are ahead of you. Be able to identify such opportunity and take advantage of them in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will do everything that you do by his grace. He has empowered you already for greater works. Continue doing great things. Continue doing extraordinary things. Miracles shall be wrought with your own hands, he says. The same way that miracles were wrought by the hands of the apostles, miracles shall be wrought with your own hands. You continue calling forth things that do not exist as if they already existed. That business that you're looking for today, you call it forth into existence. The money that you need in order for you to, to start that business, you call it forth into existence by the anointing of the Spirit of God. Be able to call forth things that do not exist as if they already existed. This is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that commanded light out of darkness. There is nothing that is too big for him to can do. There is nothing that is impossible for him to can do in your life today. You need just to open up your spirit and allow God to be God in your situation today. Lift your hands toward heaven and just acknowledge what the Spirit of God has released, that which he has released into your spirit. Be able to acknowledge it. Be able to acknowledge it to yourself. Be able to acknowledge it. Be able to listen and listen with your spirit. You do not want to stop until you receive that note of victory. That note of victory. When, there's, when you're spreading and advancing, there is victory. 
There's victory in your personal life. There's victory in your job. There's victory in your finances. There's victory in your health. There's victory in your marriage. That is victory. That is victory in every direction, under every circumstance. You continue being a victor and not a victim of the circumstances. Continue to reign with him. As he is, so are you in this world. That you continue to reign with him. You are indeed reigning with Christ. You are reigning with Christ. You are reigning with Christ. You are leaders and not followers. Continue to be a leader and not a follower. Be the head and not the tail. That is what God has ordained you to do. To be able to provide such leadership and direction to mankind. You are blessed going out and you are blessed coming in. You are blessed to be a blessing. Be a conduit for blessing to your generation. Be a dispenser of the good news. Be able to reach as many people. Be able to touch somebody's life with the gospel that you have already received. And God will continue blessing you, multiplying and increase the fruits of your righteousness every day. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And so shall it be. Thank you. God bless you.